0: Welcome to another on-the-road edition hosted by Stevie Kim. She's traveling to Bulgaria, the beating heart of wine in Italy. Today, she interviews Albiera Antinori, one of the most influential people in the wine industry. Follow Stevie each week as she explores Italy and beyond, searching for amazing wine, food and traditions. And remember, you can always tune in to our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews. For more great content, follow us on SoundCloud or wherever you get your pods. Chin chin. Hello, everybody. My name is Stevie Kim, and welcome to the Italian Wine podcast. This is, of course, the uh, On the Road edition. And today we have a very, very special guest. This woman is a super powerhouse and, of course, Italian wine. But she is also the president of Consorzio of Bolgari and Sassicaia. So this is the reason why I'm here today, because this On the Road edition will be focusing on Bulgaria. So I'm very, very excited. Ciao Albiera. Hello
1: Steven. Hello, everybody.
0: Hi, hi. So thank you so much for doing this. I know you're so busy. I tried getting hold of you so many times, but we weren't able to do that. And so so uh, grateful to have you on the show today. So congratulations. Thank you. And because you have become the president of the consortium, the name is Consorzio per la Tutella dei Vini Bulgari e Bulgari Sassicaia DOC, one of the longest DOC names, you know, we have, of course. And I love it because, you know, you have two also vice presidents who are women.
1: Oh, yes. Well, I think it's the first time really that in a, in a consortium we have president and two vice presidents that are women. I think this is also part of what, what Bulgaria is. It's uh, a relatively new appellation. It's a very dynamic appellation. And uh, this is why at this point, there's a bit of woman power, extra woman. Power.
0: Yes, I love it, girl power. I love it. So for our audience who are less familiar with Bulgaria, would you mind giving us a little bit about the facts and figures, where it's located, how many producers there? Just give us a little a small overview.
1: So we are talking about two consortium, one is Bulgaria and one is Bulgaria Sassicaia. There are one inside the other one, but there are two different uh, entities, let's say. Bolgheri is located as a little town located in the south of Livorno on the Tyrrhenian uh, coast. It is a very small appellation because it's about 1,350 hectares of vineyard. We are 65 producers, so it's very small and it's a relatively new.
0: When did it all start?
1: It started 25 years ago, officially, but the first uh, owner, winemaker, that uh, started wine was Marion Cisa with the Sassicaia about 50 years ago. He was the first one who planted. Here there was practically no vineyards in, in the area. It was an agricultural land, but not really dedicated for quality vineyards. So he started and gave the start. It made everybody realize that this area was really special especially for varieties Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot and Cabernet Front. So since then there's been a strong movement of uh, other wineries and uh, slowly emerging as the top Italian wines uh, if you look at the Livex we have three in the first ten that are coming from Boli, I
0: know that's amazing
1: which is quite quite incredible. I must say that it is a mixture Basically, there is a really special terroir, the soil and the climate, the influence of the sea, the mountains behind really make it unique. And then there is the spirit of the producers. Before there were few, now there are more, but we're all very dedicated to quality production. So the direction is clear. Uh, It is centered, there is a lot of experimentation going on, but I think this is what really makes unique Bolgari.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about the special terroir that there is in Bolgari that you were talking about, and the uh, quote-unquote experimental winemaking?
1: So it would, be, it would be easier if everybody was here and I could show I mean, uh, there's like an amphitheater of mountains that overlook the sea. So this makes the climate here particular because at night there is breeze that comes from uh, the sea, which mitigates either the heat or the coolness. Then there are uh, towards the sea obviously more sandy soil and that become more limey and more intense towards the hills. This is where the part in the middle is where the great wines are produced. We are seeing more and more also now uh, vineyards a uh, little bit higher in the hills. This is probably due also to uh, climatic condition and climatic changes that here we really haven't uh, felt uh, in reasonable terms, but this is what the uh, terroir gives you. It gives you a variety. You can have younger and fresher wines towards the sea, and more and more you go towards the mountains, the more complex they uh, they are.
0: So you know, first of all, how big is the Bulgari area in terms of wine production?
1: Um, It is about, as I said, 1,350 hectares of vineyard. Actually, the area with which it's 13 kilometers long relation and five kilometers wide. So it's very
0: small. Yeah, it's very tiny. Could you possibly break down for the wine geeks, you know, because you know, we have a lot of the wine students that follow our podcast. Could you break down the kind of the the great varieties in terms of planting and percentage within these vineyards? It's mostly you know, quote-unquote, the Bordelais blend, right? Yes,
1: it's mostly, I mean, the most uh, very planted is uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, then there is Merlot. The emerging variety is Cabernet Franc. There is a bit of Syrah, and then there are the grapes, that the, the white grapes. There's a bit of Sauvignon, there's a bit of uh, Vermentino. But the vineyard is dedicated to the production of Bulgari Superiore, account for about uh, the 20% of the total appellation. The total appellation produces about 6.5 million uh, bottles. So it's relatively small.
0: So, um, you know, there's something very particular, I would say, a little bit going against the current in terms of trends, is that uh, the DOC in Bolger uh, in There's kind of no rules in a way, right? It's very flexible in terms of the, they call the wine laws here in Italian disciplinare, right? So can you tell us a little bit about what exactly the disciplinare dictates in terms of the blending? Uh,
1: The blending is, uh, I mean, it's not that there's no rules, but it doesn't give too many specific rules on the percentage because the idea behind this was in the years to enhance the impact that terroir has so you can have a hundred percent one single variety that can compose Bulgaria superiore but you can have also the blend between them and this is this is why there was not a tradition uh, that said the variety the principal local variety had to be that and this is what gives actually also a relatively free spirit of experimenting, so whether the producer is, he likes his wines or things that thinks that his uh, uh, vineyards are more uh, suited for some varieties or some others. He is free to do it, obviously in strict rules, in terms of quantity, in terms of ageing, so this is the way it was chosen to do and I think it has proven very positive also because uh, you see the results. And you see new wines coming up, new quality wines coming up, and then at the end, when you taste them all together, you can always recognize this, the silkiness of the wines from Bulgaria, the structure, but at the same time the elegant and fruitiness, the Mediterranean aromas. So it does overcome all of this.
0: So you know one thing I've noticed is the the logo of the consortiums right the the consortium I don't know if it was an undertaking from the new let's say the the management of the uh, consortium or it was a project that was before in terms of the changing of the logo there was recently there was a small change of the logo right yeah, it
1: was a slight redesign the cypresses were always in the logo the cypresses took they take uh, they they are Taking example of the alley of Cyber in, uh, that takes to Bvlgari, that drives to Bulgaria so it was just a redesign. I mean, so it's, it, a symbol. It, it's a the, the, the Viale di Cipressi di Bvlgari is the symbol of the appellation.
0: So talking about symbols, of course um, this evening there's this big dinner of celebration in the main road, the Vialle the, uh, of Bulgari. Would you like to tell us a little bit about this event, how it became about?
1: Uh, well, the, the dinner is the, the conclusion of a whole day of tastings. So that's the that's the fun part but during the whole day today we had uh, the first time that we introduced uh, en primeur the vintage 2019 that is going to come out uh, as of January 2022 which is very important because uh, never before there was an en primeur of all the producers of Bulgaria of the Bulgaria superiore during the day the people could uh, taste uh, the Bulgaries 2020 that it, Bulgari Rosso that have just come out we organized this fun tasting in seven seven wineries and uh, that hosted all the other producers which is really nice and shows what the spirit uh, of this uh, of this area of this appellation is is a spirit of friendship of hard work so uh, everybody gives the occasion also to smaller producers to present their wines after this long day of tastings, because they started from 10 o'clock and they will finish at 5, we will have uh, the dinner on the on the Viale, in which uh, we are keeping our eyes on the weather because uh, uh, there is always, uh, in this period of time, a bit of, a bit of rain that the vineyards really
0: needed, but in,
1: in this evening we don't really
0: need <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, well, we, just a just a sliver of rain would be fine, yes, right?
1: Exactly, and uh, it's going to be one long table along this alley. How
0: and many people will be participating we, at the dinner?
1: We are going to be just under a thousand.
0: Uh, oh my goodness!
1: Yes, that's going to
0: be beautiful in one. Long I can't table. wait. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and all the wines to be tasted. Mm-hmm. So the, the the dinner is organized in a way that all the wineries have invited their guests, and then there is two ta- two parts that are the guests. of the consortium and all the wines of the producers will be you will be able to to taste so there's going to be a lot of wine
0: well i i can't wait for that i would like to ask you has the harvest started in bulgari
1: we have started picking a few things
0: what what have you started We've had the white grapes for rose grapes.
1: The, we've started with the rose grapes, and some people have started picking their merlot. This summer has been quite a hot one, mm-hmm. although here it hasn't created uh, any particular problems. But uh, so some little merlot has started, but it's just small things. The real is going to be starting next week, right? This is why we did the dinner. Uh, and the event and the tasting just a few days before. Right, so then right. everybody would be free to concentrate on what,
0: <laughs> on, they, the harvest. on what they should be. So, and how long does the harvest will continue? When will it end, do you think, uh, this year?
1: This will will depend. I think uh, three weeks it, it should be over. I mean, the, the apex is going to be in the next uh, couple of weeks.
0: And in general, if you compare this year's harvest I know it's, it's maybe difficult, premature, to uh, give a kind of a judgment, but what, how does it compare to last year's, for example? Uh, what is your expectation?
1: Well, if the question is, is it going to be a great vintage? Uh, <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I but in a kind of roundabout way, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think uh, the, um, the chances are that it's going to be a great vintage. Uh, but as a viticulture, I can never say that until all the grapes are in the cellar. The chances are there is a great vintage. But right. Until it's finished and done, and every malolactic fermentation has started, vineyard uh, vineyard owners don't really want to
0: talk about that. Right, it's right, like, right. Uh, a taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, talking of you know challenges, what are the main challenges for Bulgari producers? I know that's a gross generalization; it depends on the each wineries. But what are the challenges for Burgundy? producers in general?
1: I think the challenges are the challenges of great appellations to produce better and better wines every year, to experiment, to see if there's new things. This is an area in which we still have a lot to discover. The average age of the vineyards is 15 years old, so there is still new things to be done, varieties, areas, uh, viticulture-wise, to be experimented. But the concept has to be that quality, quality, quality along, and introducing people to the area because it's known but still uh, there is a lot of work to do.
0: So I want to ask you kind of a cheeky maybe personal question. So you know of course you have this big role as you know uh, representing not just Italian wine but women in wine. Right. So for the younger generation who aspires to become not albirentinori, but someone who aspires something to become. Something better, something better. <laughs> much better. You Some, especially young women who aspires to become, you know, do something important, contribute in a significant way in the wine industry. What What are your suggestions? What is your advice, if you can give, you know, just kind of an inspirational advice to especially the young women out there?
1: I think that the first thing goes through studying. Studying and you know, going to good universities, taking a stage in vineyards, harvesting, understanding land and understanding wine. There is a real need of people that have an experience and let's say a curriculum mm-hmm. that is important. And this is something that the new generation has the chance to do. Our generation, we will not really push to study a lot. Next generation, they have to do and they have to be top on the top of all uh, the, 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 the new experimentation, the new studies. Then, in general, to any kind of, uh, of, of young uh, uh, starting to work, probably the most important thing is the curiosity. The curiosity leads you. always look for something new and for something better and then just to prepare to be hard-working people.
0: And what about um, your children? Uh, How many children have you got?
1: I have two children aged 28 and 26.
0: Boy and a girl?
1: Boy and a girl. They uh, They both had the experiences outside of italy in the wine uh, in the wine world there were one is more in the uh, marketing side one uh, is more in the agricultural side she's is viticultural and analogist uh, they've just started well uh, the, the boy has started uh, a year and a half ago the girl a few months ago and they're on board and uh, it looks like they're enjoying it and the children of my sister Allegra, right also too they are interested in the, in the business so it's going to be a fun uh, a fun team in a few
0: years so you know you know of course your motto is winemaking for 26 generations everyone knows that right so it's seeing it sounds like the 27th generation is a, is guaranteed already
1: uh, you never say it's like har- <laughs> you never say it's like harvest they might get bored and, uh, and change their mind but the chances are there for us it's very important that generations after. I mean, it is just as important as making great wines is to have the generation after. that At least one or two or three or even more, all of them enjoy. There's lots of things to do and uh, this really it's really such a special world, this world of wine, that you really cannot not like it.
0: So what is your, you know, you have two women presidents. Of course, you have Cinzia and Priscilla Incisa della rochetta and yourself at the top of the management of the consortium right now. What is your, when is your mandate until? Like 2000, till next year, I think?
1: Uh, I still have either one more or two more years.
0: Okay, within these one or two years, what what are the milestones? What are the objectives you've set for yourself?
1: So one of the main objective is to anyway explain uh, promote and promote the quality of the wines of Bulgaria because as I said, Bulgaria is well known, but there is still a lot to do. Another milestone is to uh, stimulate among all the producers, smaller and, uh, and bigger, to experiment, to check uh, other things, other areas, other wines. And then there is a whole theme that we are working on, and I think we are um, seeing uh, the way where to go. Uh, to work on a, together with uh, the government and uh, is to have a sustainable uh, certification that is national uh, and in which the consortium as a consortium can apply. Um, we are trying to see exactly how to go and where to go, but this is for sure an important an important point.
0: Okay, so I think you know that is um, pretty much. Most of the things that I would like to have asked you for today with regards to the consortium. Hopefully, we'll have another opportunity to interview you with, you know, of course, a bi- even a bigger animal, if you will, of Antinori business. Whenever you want,
1: Stevie, you're always welcome.
0: Okay, and I'm really, really looking forward to having some wine with you this evening.
1: Very good, very good. Thanks a lot and thanks to everybody.
0: Arrivederci. And that's a wrap from Bulgari. We're currently at Guadalcaso. It's an osteria just overlooking this vineyard. So stay tuned. We'll be coming with a lot of video and photos from Bulgari. Ciao, ragazzi. Arrivederci. cin with Italian people. Ciao, ciao.